back to episode 10. Hello, everyone. Happy to have you with us. Yeah. So, I figure we should update from last time. As you guys know, if you listened to last week's episode, we got COVID tested. And, Ben? We're negative. We're negative, baby. Uh, So, that feels good, but I mean, that doesn't mean you're negative forever, but it's nice to know that our throats now it's just <laughs> what i don't know how to say that it's good to know that we're in the clear for now yeah the only sketchy part is what is it like it's like 60 percent accurate or something seriously i think it's pretty like the accuracy of it is pretty low so i mean i mean i think we're good but still it's like it's comforting but at the same time it's not because it's like almost a coin flip you know and i was thinking because we got tested maybe a week ago like literally the next day we could have picked it up you know yeah so you can just get it so easily so anyway i think we're good yeah we feel all right at least yeah um and this is very random but just before this i was about to tell becca's story and i was like i'll save it for the podcast okay yeah so it'll be a good opening story but the literally he opened it up with telling me one time i joked about it with a lady about whether or not she had hiv and i was like that's not funny (laughs) (laughs) i mean it was funny in the moment i tell people this and they're like what the hell like Like, what's wrong with you i I'm good at reading the room, I think, you know, and I read the room and she laughed about it, but maybe she hated me secretly. But anyway, I'll keep it brief, but I spent a semester doing uh, HIV testing in the emergency room at Sinai Grace Hospital. And yes. so like any patients that were within a certain age, whatever, I'd go talk to them and they could be there for anything. And we were, I would just say, hey, we're doing free HIV testing. We recommend everyone gets it done. So this lady was getting it done. She was like maybe 40 and you got to ask them some like demographic questions like their right. age and if they use drugs and all that mm-hmm. and so i was kind of joking around with her and like you know it, i only talked to her for a couple minutes we had a good little 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 back and forth a little yes. banter okay so you know it was kind of that kind of relationship initially like right off the bat i don't okay and so i go to the test it takes about 20 minutes to run um and then i come back with the results so i I came back into the room. I know what you're going to say, and this isn't funny. I Maybe it's not. I don't know. <laughs> maybe it was a lesson learned. But I came back into the room, and just for a split second, I had kind of like a, a glum look on my face. Like, I gave her like a little, like, like a, what do you call that? Like a, like you put your, you show none of your lips, and you like. Yeah, it's like <laughs> sort know? of a little smile. It's like uh-huh. a little sad smile. Anyway, I it was just for a second. And then I was like, no, you're good. And then we both laughed about it. So maybe... That's not funny. That's not something to joke about. I don't think that's funny. I would be so mad. Maybe she was insulted, but she laughed about it. And, you know, I think, like I said, I read the room. Was she like a middle-aged woman? She's probably like 40, 45. Okay. But she had a good sense of humor. Like, I wouldn't (laughs) do that. I hadn't done that with any other patients. I probably wouldn't do it with any other patients. But it was just like a... I had a feeling it would be appropriate for the moment. So (laughs) think of that as you will. Um, Also, something I wanted to bring up. Remember when we talked about how we saw a comet? We never brought that up, right? Um, I don't know. Oh, like initially, you mean? No, like once we found out what it actually was. Did But did we tell them initially about it? Yeah, I think we told you guys a couple episodes back that we were up north, and we saw, like, this thing go through the sky so fast. Yeah, we did, because someone brought it up to me. Someone, you know, messaged me about it, one of our viewers. Um, and we were like, we saw a UFO, but we knew it wasn't a UFO, but we, like, said that, like, jokingly. It wasn't a comet. It was a satellite. Yeah, we kind of feel dumb. 
We well, I mean, I feel not a really dumb. because it was it literally looked like a star zooming, like going so fast through the sky. But it wasn't a shooting star. And it wasn't it, a plane. It wasn't a. Pl- it was too far away to be a plane. It's a satellite. So yeah. I was like, oh <laughs> wow, you never think you're gonna see those, you know? Yeah. Anyways, that was interesting. Anywho, first up today. Um, it's National Best Friends Day. Did you know that? I didn't. Would you like to comment on that at all? <laughs> I didn't think you'd want to, but I was like, um, I want to say it. You know, great day. I just, about all the national this and that days, like, it's a little overkill, you know? You think? It's like, uh, a month or two ago, me and Becca were going through, like, the month of April, I think. Yeah. And looking at for each day in the month like what national day it was and there's like for a lot of them there's like three or four and i'm like can anybody get a national day <laughs> like could i just say national royal oak residence day and like probably but so who was one of your best friends are you teeing me up here <laughs> to say me yeah <laughs> no but it sounded like it yeah well you of course Thanks. um i hope so I don't know, and then you know my college roommates, or uh, Miles and Chris and Kish, and then you know some of my friends from back home. <laughs> uh, I got a lot of friends. I oh, I got a lot no of big friends. deal. No, I feel like I've never been someone who's like got that like one bestie. Same. You know, yeah. I've never because some people have like that person they've known since preschool and like have grown up together. I've never really had someone like that. Yeah, more, I've always had like more of a group. Mm, a posse. Yeah, you could call it that. Huh, well, cool. But anyway, we'll get into our first segment, if okay. you want to call it that. Twitter Wait, news. What? Twitter news. That was Twitter news. It was trending on Twitter. Oh, that, that was, was your that Twitter was, news? Yeah. Oh, smooth transition. Thank you. I know. I was thinking about that. Yeah. I was like, I didn't even introduce it. I didn't it. even know it was a Twitter news thing. You were just like. We were just getting the hang of this thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. So that was your first one? Yeah. Well, my first story is about eccentric art dealer, what's his name, Forrest Fenn. Okay, I don't even know what any Have you of this heard means. anything about Forrest Fenn? Haven't heard of Forrest Fenn. Well, apparently, uh, about a decade ago, he, and this is not a joke, this is completely real. Okay. He, let's see, I'll, I'll pull up the article. He took a 10 by 10 inch bronze treasure chest and filled it with emeralds, rubies, diamonds, and gold coins. Um, that he had mm-hmm. collected over the years at gun shows and auctions, and he added two gold nuggets from Alaska, quote-unquote, as large as chicken eggs, mm-hmm. as well as an old Navajo bracelet, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, a bunch of really valuable stuff valued at about a million dollars. Was this the thing that was buried in Colorado? Yeah, and he took it out into the wilderness in the Rocky Mountains, and he hid it somewhere, and then he wrote a poem that was like told you where it was, uh, yeah, but obviously I, cryptically. I didn't know all the details. I just knew it was found, right? I knew some Very treasure recently. was found. Yes, it was found, and, like, they didn't release, A, where it was, which is kind of annoying. I wish they would at least release where it was. So people that were trying to solve it could, like... Yeah, be like, oh, that's where it was. Yeah. And, B, I, obviously this makes sense. They didn't release who found it, because oh. he has a million-dollar chest, like, I feel like. Honestly, when you said all those things, though, I'm surprised it's only valued at a million dollars. Yeah. You but know? I mean, a million dollars is a lot of money. I could really use a million dollars. Wait, is it? I'm just seeing if my mic's working. I think it's working. It's working. Okay. But Look yeah. at your peaks, though. Why do they go so much higher? I think I'm a loud talker. <laughs> okay. I don't know. <laughs> Never mind. Um, yeah, so someone finally found it 
Uh, Fen. You are a loud talker. Wow. If okay, I want to get... Sorry. <laughs> Thanks. Fen is... Uh, he estimated that approximately 350,000 people have looked for the treasure. Wow. Because uh, he says he gets like uh, 100 treasure emails every day. Wow. About it. Um, and tragically, a couple people have passed away looking for it. Um, oh, no. This guy, Randy Bilyeu, was a 54-year-old man who passed away. Um, Jeff Murphy, uh, from Batavia, Illinois, passed away. How did they pass away? Find like. How- uh, I think a lot of it is that it was put near this, uh, the I think the Arkansas River, and I guess it's like very treacherous waters, like it's like rapids, you know. Wow. And so you kind of you have to like cross the river, and so a lot of people got swept down. Well, not a lot. I mean, a couple out of three hundred fifty thousand isn't too bad, but still, wow. it's pretty pretty tragic. Serious stuff. It's like national treasure. That's cool, though. I have a lot of respect for him for doing that. I do, too. That's, like, fun. That's, like, making this child... It's, like, a childhood game, but it's for, like, adults. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, like, me and Ben um, make scavenger hunt... Well, we've made one. Or two. We've made two. We've made two for my family for, like, uh, you know, big gatherings. And they're so fun. So something like this is something that I feel like my grandma would do or something. Yeah, they're surprisingly hard to make, though. Oh, yeah. Because it's a very fine line because you can very easily make it way too easy. And then since you're giving it to adults, they just breeze through it. Or you can very easily make it way too hard because, like, the random knowledge that I have is different from everyone else. Oh, yeah. We know. (laughs) You can very easily make it way too hard and then people just get stumped and it And what's so hard, and I feel like you're going to make fun of me for saying this, but where do you put the clue? It's like, you know how you always have to backtrack the clue? Because, yeah. like, you're, like, it writing, like, if you're writing, like, I'm in the oven, but you wouldn't put that one in the oven, it'd be, like, yeah. the one before. Yeah, it's, it is a it's little. It's hard, but I would like to, if we had money one day, do this. I mean, I don't foresee us having a million dollars to blow <laughs> and just put in a chest and have Maybe not a million it. dollars. Maybe we could do, like, a chest worth, like, a thousand dollars and have it, like, be, you know, like this, taking it down a couple notches. That would be cool, but I feel like. The For kids in the neighborhood. A thousand dollars to the kids in the neighborhood. It's a college scholarship we do once a year. Okay, yeah, maybe. That sounds fun. Yeah, it does sound fun actually, <laughs> but maybe. But Anyways. I feel like the allure of this was that it's like a million dollars, and not only that, it wasn't cash. It was like old school, like pirate cool. treasure. You know, it's like holes. Yeah, like gold and jewels and yeah, an ancient is, bracelet. It's real life holes. Yeah, so that was a cool story. That is cool. Okay, well, <laughs> now onto my Twitter topic, which is not nearly as cool. So let me pull up this article. The Daily Meal. Um, have you, did you see this on Twitter? No, it's just a weird name for like a publication. Is that like a food thing? Yeah, it's a food okay. thing. Yeah, the Daily sense. Meal put out an article, What Your State is Struggling to Cook. So for each state, Ooh, I gave a tip. I have seen the article, that? but I was too lazy to read I it. I knew you'd be too lazy, <laughs> honestly. So I did a couple states. I, of course, looked into Michigan because that's where, you know, where we live. And I also did California and Florida because I know we have some listeners in those states. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that very, sounds so cool. Um, <laughs> very inclusive of you i guess i know i was thinking because i was honestly curious so let me look at them so michigan i guess i'll ask you so the michigan tipping cook was what temperature to cook chicken at and i was like wow i don't know um can you guess i don't know either i'm gonna say and i actually think this is very useful because 
I'm like scared of cooking chicken, like undercooking it. I'm gonna say four hundred. Way too high. Way too low. Way too high. Two seventy. One sixty-five. Wow, I was two seventy was gonna be my initial guess, but I didn't want to get made fun of <laughs> if for being like way too low. Like, Undercooked. Idiot. Wow. I mean, that's sixty-five. I mean, I looked it up on Google for that's like really low. A half a second, so I think that's right. That's really low. Yeah, because the article like said everything for every state besides it. I couldn't find the answer to this. You know what I mean? So yeah. I actually had to Google this separately. Anyways, the California state cooking tip was how to cook artichokes. Are those big in California or something? I would assume. I don't know. It says, if you want to know how to cook artichokes. Well, we know how to cook artichokes. Well, let me tell you what the daily meal recommends. Okay. Um, it says, you st- if you choose to steam the artichoke, place it on a rack over 1.5 inches of boiling water. Sprinkle the artichokes. Wait. Artichokes. <laughs> <laughs> Sprinkle the artichokes with salt and cover them for 25 to 40 minutes. Is that what we did? Not really. No. We did not do it for 25 to 40 Wait, minutes. what? Repeat? It just said put it on a rack and one and a half inches of water, boiling water. Like what we That's did. That's essentially what we did, But yeah. we did it for like know. 15 minutes. Yeah, we, I, we made it, we did ours a little too short. But we made yeah. artichokes once. They were not great. I mean, they didn't turn out great, but artichokes are good. Underrated. Yeah, I like Vegetable? The... Sure. Are they vegetables? I would assume. I think so. I don't know. They were good, but they were definitely... Excuse me. Definitely not cooked right. Okay, and can you guess what Florida's cooking tip would be? Florida's cooking tip. What's like a food? You're not gonna guess. Floridians eat um, sweet potatoes. No. That was just a random guess. (laughs) How to cook pork loin? And honestly, that's important. Do you know what pork loin is? Pork loin? Yeah. Because I don't. Like leg, uh, like butt leg, sort of like upper (laughs) thigh, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's like. I don't know for sure, but well, how to cook pork loin? Um, Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Bye, yada yada yada. Set the oven at three seventy-five. Season the pork loin. Keep it tied for cooking. If it's boneless, hmm. roll. I cannot talk. Roast the loin uncovered for twenty minutes. Yada yada yada. Should be at one hundred forty-five degrees. That's way too much, but that's how you cook pork loin. Hmm. But I thought the Michigan one was helpful. It's important because pork carries a lot of. Parasites. Does it? Yeah. Fun fact. Hmm. Not fun fact, actually. <laughs> yeah. Because then you're scared <laughs> to eat pork. I know. That's why I'm sketched out by bacon. Uh, it's a little different. There's Anyways. nothing in it. You can, like, see through it. Tapeworms, aren't they invisible? They're <laughs> not invisible. <laughs> that's my thing. I no, tapeworms. Bacon, I like, um, I like less crispy bacon, but I'm always scared that there's going to be... You should not be scared with bacon. There's a tapeworm living in it. It... It would definitely die if it's sitting there sizzling in a pan for like never know. 10 minutes, you know. Anywho, what's your next Twitter topic? My next one is about, let me see the name of it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Wow, I lost the name. It's got a weird name. Come on. One sec. Come on. I got to find the name. Oh, the giant lar- larvacians. Like larva? No. <laughs> it's uh, for all of our listeners. You can Google it. A very weird-looking sea creature. Ooh, it kind of looks like a jellyfish. That has um, a an enormous balloon of mucus, or essentially snot. Um, that's three feet wide. That surrounds it. Wow. And this animal, sea creature, is important because it removes carbon dioxide from the atmosphere. 
and prevents mm. global warming. Cool. What is it? Just an animal? Yeah, like... What's the trending on Twitter? Did they just discover this or something? I think they just discovered this function of it. Mm. Okay. Um, and then a little side note, um, but, 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 the oceans cover 70% of the Earth's surface. Mm-hmm. Um, one sec. The ocean has absorbed more than a quarter of the carbon dioxide released by humans since the Industrial Revolution and about 90% of the resulting heat. Wait, what did you just say? Basically, the oceans are very important in preventing global warming. Nice. Um, I'm trying to think if I know anything about that. Do you want to explain to our listeners how global warming works? I, I mean, I'm not trying to like patronize them. I, mean, I would assume they all have an idea. Sure. You know, as a you know, as a former teaching assistant. Yeah, I, you're a professional in this. In integrated science, elementary science, but it's still science. I'll tell you guys how global warming works. This is lame. Nobody cares. Uh, okay, maybe they don't they care could. about our planet. Sorry. Okay, so if you've heard of the um, the greenhouse effect, that's a very good natural thing that allows human life to be here, right? So that's when light from the sun comes to er- the um, ground or like the atmosphere or whatever, and it's transformed into heat energy, and then it stays in the atmosphere longer um, because of like natural CO2, like volcanoes, like release natural CO2. So, this heat would stay in the atmosphere longer. This is so boring. Nobody cares. Well, you're kind of rambling a little. Anyways, that's, what, that's, that's, the, the, that's the greenhouse effect. And global warming is there's so much CO2 in the atmosphere that all this sun, the sun's rays that are transformed into heat energy. People say they're trapped. They're not actually trapped, but they're just retained in the atmosphere for a lot longer. And it gets hot. Thank you for the lesson. That's why you want less CO2. Yeah. So anyway, the oceans, <laughs> and specifically the giant Sorry for that minute Lavacians rainbow. are very important in absorbing carbon dioxide, preventing further global warming. Okay, this podcast is getting real boring. <laughs> Let's go to the next topic. <laughs> that was my Twitter story. I thought it was pretty interesting. Thank cool. you very much. I have a question. Or er, for the question for the viewers, I just Googled it to confirm. I told Ben a statistic question about- Question for the viewers? Is yeah. that like a new thing we do? Oh. Question for the viewers. Sure, we can make that a thing. Yeah, I'm just be... trying to get you guys involved. Okay, that can be a new thing. Question for the viewers. How do they get back to us? Um, We have a P.O. box. <laughs> you, have to, <laughs> you have to mail in your answer? Uh, uh, they can, you know, I you feel just, like... You, um... Most of them, <laughs> I would say most of them know us personally. Um, yeah, I don't know. You know, we could set up a business email address. I was thinking, should we make a business Instagram? Business Instagram? Honestly, just like DM me on Instagram or text me. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, what's your Instagram? My Instagram handle is at twenty three twenty three Becca. I got about sixty followers, so come on the journey. Yeah. Well, um, this is because you went through an Instagram purge. Oh, this is my new account, you guys. I had like an old account where I've had a bunch of accounts actually. It's like a normal. Instagram. I just had a normal Instagram that you have. I didn't have a lot of followers, but you know, you have like a couple hundred. That's like normal. Yeah. And then I deleted it because I was like, I don't know anybody on here. <laughs> and now you're very uh, and now everyone, incognito. Kind of. I'm starting to follow more people. But most of the people on my Instagram, like, I talk to them. Anyways, that doesn't matter. <laughs> Feel free to follow me. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I asked Ben. I told Ben the statistic of the percentage of people that are left-handed. Mm. And Ben didn't know. And I was like, I, I feel like that's common knowledge. So that's a question to you guys. Do you know? I thought it was 11%. I go- Googled it, and it's 10%, so basically, right? 
Which is such a low statistic. One that is in very ten. low. I wonder why that is. One in ten people are left-handed. You know, not to go too deep back into the science world, mm-hmm. but like evolutionarily, why would we all be right-handed? I don't know. I don't know either. What question? What is it called when you're both hands? Ambidextrous. I'm gonna look up ambidextrous. Ooh, I'm gonna guess like. Guess the percentage of 1. population 5. that's ambidextrous or whatever. One point five. Um. Maxwell's one percent. Oh, that's close. Max is? Wait, who's Max? Maxwell. Yeah. Uh, you know, when I said Max, I was like, who is that? <laughs> yeah, he's ambidextrous. That's so cool. To an extent. But, like, it's not like... Because I feel like when people think of ambidextrous, they think, like, you're exactly the same with your right and left hand. It's more he uses his right hand for some things and his left for others. That's so cool. <clears throat> like, he, like, writes with his right hand, I think, but then when it comes to some sports, he'll, like, use his left hand as the dominant one. I use my left hand sometimes. For what? When I'm, like, cutting... Well, that's different. Yeah, that's actually... But I'm right Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I wish I was ambidextrous. That'd be sweet. That would be cool. Anyways. That was our viewer question. <laughs> we'll be looking forward to reading those in our P.O. box in about a week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, what's your next Twitter topic? Do you have any more? That's all. That's all I got. Okay. So now we're going to get on to this thing we were going to do last week. We didn't have time for it. But I like... It's just so random. But I was like, I want to know what people think the most satisfying things are. Because, you know, satisfying things are like a trend now. Like, there's the mm-hmm. Snapchat news things. I, like always most watch, satisfying. I always watch the Snapchat one. Like, mostly because I'm just very bored. Like, if yeah. I actually had stuff going on in my life... You wouldn't be. I wouldn't be. Uh-huh. But, yeah, when I'm really bored, I mean, I'll watch it. Will you pull up the list on your phone? Because I don't have it on my computer. Yes. The list of the most... And I forget what... Let us know what website we're coming from. This is from BuddyBits.com. Thank you, BuddyBits. Very reputable. For sponsoring this podcast. Very well known. Wow. In the first line of the article says, most of the time, life's a bitch and existence is pain. (laughs) Ouch. (laughs) But then there are some moments that make it all worth it. Okay. Anyway. Let's, okay, so let's go down. Should we start at number 10 or number one? Um, I don't know if these are like in order. It's just 10 of the most satisfying things. Oh, okay. We can, yeah. Start. So number one, popping bubble wrap. Popping bubble wrap is satisfying. And I guess, you like you just said, these aren't ranked, but I don't think it's that satisfying. Are we talking small bubbles or big bubbles? Ooh, I feel like the smaller are more satisfying. Definitely. It's like a crisp. How do you snap. pop them? Do you just go through and... I do the twist. Oh, I don't twist. No, I always I just twist. press them. Really? I'm not patient enough for I pressing. I like stepping on them. That's probably my preferred mo- no, method. No, the best is you roll popping. it up and you twist and then it's... Mm, okay. Anyway. What's the next one? Um... I guess this is satisfying. I don't know if I would put it on my list of satisfying things, but that blast of cold air when you walk into an establishment after being out in the sun. (laughs) That is satisfying. I mean, yeah, that's definitely satisfying, but, like, I guess that's satisfying. Yeah. That's funny. It's never something I would think of. Yeah, when I think of satisfying, I think of more, like, little things. That is nice, though. Which may prove me to be a hypocrite in a little bit because we have our own little (laughs) list of satisfying things. And I'm, now I'm thinking one of mine is not. It's sort of similar. Okay. So. Hmm, well, I like that. What's but yeah, that's good. That reminds me of when I was in China. No big deal. Okay. It was, for those of you who don't know, um, we were in Nanjing, China, the former capital of China until it moved to Beijing. And it is called one of the five ovens of China. And it is so hot. Yeah, that sounds horrible. And we were there during the summer and it was like, 
for the uh, the two middle weeks we were there weren't so bad, but the first week and the last week, it was like heat index of like 115 every day. And it's like a lot of walking and stuff, you know? That's crazy. We're using like public transportation, so it was a lot of walking. And so we would keep the AC in our room on like all-time low, blasting, and we we call it the ice box because mm-hmm. we'd get back because we had like stuff to do in the day. We'd get back, we'd be all sweaty. You could walk inside, and it's just like, I like literally. I think every day I would just be like, "Oh my, oh my!" <laughs> Dramatic. God. Yeah, it was that was amazing. I kid you not. Ben went to China for a month. When you came back, your face was noticeably skinnier. Yeah, you well, definitely lost weight. There. Well, the other thing is not only was it the heat, but we had this little balcony, like. I guess maybe call it a terrace. I don't know. Mm -hmm. That sounds way too fancy. It was literally just this (laughs) kind of small tiled room Uh that had some windows to the outside, but it wasn't like open to the air. And that's where our air conditioning unit was. So it's a, yeah. And so the air conditioning spit water and air into the outside world. And like the hot, like backdraft came into that room. And so I worked out in there. Mm Mm-hmm most days and it was like 120 in there minimum <laughs> so i think that's that was partially Yikes. some of my my uh water weight loss but yeah i definitely, definitely lost, some lost weight. weight in china yeah we came back a new man all right what's next um i don't even know what this means <laughs> let me hear it this buddy bits has to be a foreign thing because i don't know what this means say it drinking fridge Capaini after a long <laughs> ride during noon. <laughs> what does that mean? What's Capaini? It's K A Capani. Capani. Fridge Capani. It's K A space P A A N I. I mean, we'll just call it cold water. After sure. a long day during bike long ride, ride during <laughs> like what's a long ride during noon? I don't know. Whatever, we'll just assume it's satisfying. Yeah, that seems satisfying. That's okay. the problem with these lists is you don't want to look at it ahead of time because you want your like yeah. So we raw obviously reactions. haven't looked at this, but then it <laughs> poses the risk of having something like this on there. What's next? Um, <laughs> is it another? No, this one's at least somewhat relatable, but hmm. still a little weird. That shudder going across your body, accompanied with goose with goosebumps when you listen to a really good song. <laughs> What? Uh, have Do you, you ever, ever gotten get that? goosebumps when you listen to a song? Um, I don't. Actually, I did not that long ago. Just the other day. No, I swear I did. It's it's not because it was such an amazing song. Oh, I'm trying to think of what song it was. Yeah, I'm sure you did. No, no, I swear I did. Uh-huh. I swear I did because it was the song that came on, and I was like, wow, like I haven't heard this song in so long, but it's so good. Okay. And <laughs> you I, got goosebumps. I did for a minute. I, that's like <laughs> the only time I can ever remember that happening. I just don't know if I would consider that satisfying. I agree. I get goosebumps from TV shows like the other night. Yeah, I don't. I get goosebumps from sports stuff. Like if you ever like are on YouTube or something watching like the... The dramatic music. Top sports moments of the year or like the decade okay. or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. But are those satisfying? I mean, I'm just saying I get goosebumps from them. Like walk-off <laughs> home runs, like the... Uh, what was it? 2006 Tigers walk off home run to go to the World Series. I mean, I feel like that's something your dad would watch. I I would watch it too. I've <laughs> seen it like ten times. Like, amazing clip. But anyway, what's next? Um, what's something else satisfying? This one's a little better. That oddly satisfying crunch when you step on leaves. Oh, 
Okay. I can I can get down with that. Okay. One thing that I think a lot of people find satisfying that I, it's one of those noises that kind of makes me shudder. You know, how people yeah. have those noises. What? Is, uh, the crunch of snow, when you're walking in snow. Oh. When it's like that kind of like packing snow. Yeah, that doesn't bother me. That bothers you. Oh, that noise like makes me shudder. It's like, oh, I hate that noise. Mm. It's it's up there with like nails on chalkboard and like styrofoam rubbing together uh-huh. and stuff. Um. So number six on the list. What is number six? I don't think I've ever experienced this. Maybe <laughs> I have, but cracking open open an egg perfectly. Cause I'm oh, not a good. Yeah. Egg, I'm not a good. Neither good am I. Egg so that cracker. is satisfying. Yeah, I guess it is. Somehow, I'm like very like jank. At, and we're back. <laughs> Becca dramatically paused the podcast because there was the smallest amount of background noise that probably wasn't even being picked up. Well, if you heard it and it's gone now, you're welcome. Yeah, if you didn't hear it. Then I just got cut off mid-sentence for no reason at all. <laughs> okay. But anyway, back to cracking eggs. I'm very. I'm not good at cracking Neither eggs. Neither am I. I get shells. But in all the somehow time. I never get shells in it though. That's what I was gonna oh, say. Oh really? I never get like a clean crack. But I'm very good at not getting shells in it. Yeah, I'm not. But <laughs> I wish I could do the one hand crack. Oh yeah. You know, you see like chefs do it in videos, and like they just do it one hand so effortlessly, a perfect crack every mm-hmm. time. And I'm like, come on, quit showing off. <laughs> so I guess that was a good one. What's next? Um, when you untangle your earphones in one quick swoop. <laughs> These are all just like, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, that's satisfying. But like, does that get me off? Like, does that, <laughs> what? It's just a weird way to say it, but I get your point. <laughs> but no, I agree. It's not something I would think of when I'd be like, wow, that was so satisfying. But that is, I mean, that's very handy when it happens. Yeah, it is. I mean... I'm not like a chump anymore who uses corded headphones. Yeah, we're not you know, bitches. We live in the 21st <laughs> century. So that's not a problem I can really relate to these days, but I do remember we're back ob- in the day. We're obviously kidding. You know, Kidding we- to an extent, but I actually don't have corded headphones. Oh, I do. Yeah, but I've obviously used them recently, and they somehow do get tangled like insanely. Well, just like these mics get tangled, but anywho. Yeah. So that, that one was okay. Five out of ten rating <laughs> on that. Okay, next. Peeling that plastic off a new phone. Um, oh. I think this can be applied to a lot of different things. The Just peeling like the plastic. Peeling the plastic. Yeah, that is great. That and is that's definitely highly satisfying. satisfying. That, that, one, sure. that one's the best one on the list so mm-hmm. far. Yeah. I mean, there's like, but what what school of thought are you in? Say you get a new microwave and it's got the plastic on the glass. Oh, yeah. Do you peel it off right away or do you leave it on? So that any initial dirtiness and stuff goes on there. And then once that gets dirty, you peel it off and you have a fresh microwave again. You know, I can see why someone would do the second, the latter. But I kind of feel like, come on, like, tomorrow's not promised. Just, like, peel (laughs) off the plastic initially. Like, experience it. And then you just got to clean it. No, I think you should do it right away. What do you think? I don't know. I I kind of like the idea of holding out. Let's go back. If you're renovating your home and this is a new home, wait a little. Till, you know, till they're done sawing the wood next door. Yeah. Well, <laughs> next know. door. I don't Yeah. I get your point, though. If you're, like, renovating, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But, like... We accidentally did that in my apartment because we had a new microwave. Mm-hmm. I didn't even realize there was plastic on the buttons. Oh. And so, like, after, like, a couple months, it got all dirty and stuff. And I saw it was plastic and I peeled it off and it was just fresh it again. Great? It was. It was even more satisfying than peeling it off to begin with. They should sell those. 
little covers. Yeah. They should. And then peel, you know, you get one like every week. I mean, I every week. Well, how dirty are your buttons getting? How your roommates? They don't get that dirty. I I'm mean, just maybe saying. a little grease, a little food splatter here and there, but every week. I don't know. I was just like. You're a dirty person. But then that would always be on. The plastic doesn't look good. Maybe that's. Yeah. It would have to be very, very thin and like not noticeable. Yeah. But it could be a good idea. Yeah. Um. What's next? Returning home after you've been gone a while. <laughs> I mean. It's nice. It's, uh, I, w- I don't know if I'd classify it as satisfying, but no, it is really nice. One of my things I put on my like satisfying being back list, from a road trip. I said was that first shower after you've been on a vacation. Dang it, that was kind of on my list, too. Really? Well, it it's wasn't okay. quite it's that. It's satisfying, especially, this can apply to any vacation, but especially, like, one where you're camping or outdoors a lot and you just feel dirty. Yeah, Maybe you sure. have low water pressure at the cabin. You get back home, ugh, the high water pressure you go as hot as you want the water to be yeah as long as I, you want it to be and it's yeah it's a great feeling when you get back from a road trip i always remember being a kid and maybe getting back like kind of late at night like 10 or 11 mm-hmm. and i cannot sleep in cars for the life of me like mm-hmm. i'd be trying to sleep and i do the thing where every time i fall asleep my head starts to fall and then it falls and i wake yeah, up right away and i'm doing that for like an hour like i just want to go to bed yeah. and then i remember getting off the highway and then turning onto our street, and it was, like, the best feeling I think ever. you talked about this last week. Well, I know the we talked about scenario. it recently. Yeah, or sometime recently. Maybe it was. I don't know if it was on the podcast or not. And the last one, I can fully relate to this. Uh-huh. A cold shower on a hot day or a hot shower on a cold day. Yeah, that Either is Either one nice. is great. I used to do the cold shower, especially growing up, because we didn't have air conditioning. Yeah. So that, honestly, or would you just stick your head in the freezer? Oh, I did that all the time. (laughs) If you're really hot? Yeah, neither me or Becca had air conditioning growing up. I did the freezer thing, like, daily. (laughs) I would come outside from, like, playing and just open the freezer, put my head in there. Or on the flip side, in, like, the winter, winter, would you, like, open the oven and let it, like, go up your shirt? No. But I did do do the, like, huddle by the heater thing when I was younger. Oh, same. Or on a hot day... If you're, like, falling asleep, do you ever, like, flip your pillow over a bunch of times to get I the I used cold to side? do that. I used to be, like, addicted to flipping my pillow <laughs> over when I was younger. It was a real problem. Yeah. I, I've told Becca before, sometimes I was so hot. I feel like you handle heat better as an adult. For sure. Like, I have memories growing up where it was just, like, unbearably hot. And I'm like, yeah. how can I live to see the morning? Yeah. Whereas now, I feel like that rarely happens. Like, it can be really hot, but I'll, I'll survive. Yeah. But I just remember laying there so hot, and I was so hot that we had hardwood floors. I literally went and laid just, you know, straight on the hardwood floor uh, because it was kind of, like, cool, you know? Yeah. And I just, like, fell asleep there. That sounds horrible. I mean, it was horrible, but the reprieve from the cold or from (laughs) that heat was well worth it. Yeah. But I've been on the cold shower thing lately. It's kind of a game changer. I definitely cold showers aren't like enjoyable like definitely sorry, to go back on the cold shower thing it's satisfying but i wouldn't do the whole shower cold i would just like it's hot and then the last 10 seconds just like freezing cold yeah i can get on board with that sometimes i'm not <laughs> what i can get on board with that sometimes i'm not in the mood for a full-on cold shower but a lot of times if i work out then afterwards i take a cold shower you feel so good like because it like just like tightens all your like muscles and stuff you just mm-hmm. feel like your body just feels good mm-hmm. i 
I've been on the cold showers lately. Actually, not lately, but a couple weeks ago I was. And I plan to get back to them. When you start working out again. Yeah, but yeah, I'm kind of taking a break from that. <laughs> but we'll see, uh, we'll see if that holds up during the winter. Because it's a different story when it's like, yeah. especially if you live in a house that's not that warm. Yeah. Like, you don't have the heat on very high, so it's kind of cold in your house. The last thing you want to do is jump in a cold shower. Then. Yeah. The winter, you need a hot shower. So anyway, that completes our list from Buddy Bits. I, d- I asked it out. I think Thank it was Buddy you. Bits. Thank you, Buddy Bits. For a <laughs> list that was definitely interesting. For an average satisfying list, I would yeah, say. Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. Not <laughs> great. And now me and Becca have prepared just a few of our own. Just a few. A little couple. discussion starter. So, do you want to start? No. Okay. Well, I'll <laughs> okay. start. I'll start with mine that was sort of similar to yours and the one on the list. A slight touch. Yours was like from a vacation. Mine was more of like a post beach day or post like just being out in the heat all day shower. Because, especially, I've experienced this many a time refing soccer. <laughs> What? Many a time. Like, refing soccer, you're out all day. So, like, th- like sometimes you ref tournaments and you do a bunch of games in a row. Mm-hmm. So, you start at, like, 8 a.m. You end at, like, 7 or 8 p.m. Long you're day. just on your feet all day, running all day. And so, I remember this one in particular. It was, like, 85 all weekend. And so, I'm out there, and it's, like, a dry field, very, like, kind of dusty, you know? Yeah. And... You know, you're putting on sunscreen all day. You're sweating all day. So you just uh-huh. have this mix you're of... You're building this up a lot. Is it just to come home and take a shower? No, no. This <laughs> this, this is no average shower. Okay. You're just this mixture of sweat and sunscreen and all this. And then I don't have AC in my car. So I'm like, you get in your blazing hot car and you finally get back. So it is. Okay. And you take that shower. <laughs> oh, my God. And no, 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 no. You don't understand, Becca. You're just, you're hyping you up taking understand. a shower. You don't I, understand. I understand. It's satisfying. This also applies for, like, a day at the beach or something. Okay. To an extent. But at least you're swimming at the beach. You don't understand. You get in the water and you just put your face in the water and give it a good, good rub. Good face rub. And I would like to know if any of the listeners find this extremely satisfying. That, no, no, no. I think unless you ref soccer, you don't understand because... I don't think any of our listeners ref soccer. Maybe. There might be a couple out there. <laughs> that's got to be... Honestly, when I put it on my list, I was like, that's a good one. But now that I'm thinking about it, that's the number one most satisfying thing okay, in the world. Yeah. You I come out of that agree. shower, okay. you're feeling good because you got a good workout that day, you know. Your responsibilities are done. You made a lot of moolah. Mm-hmm. You're clean. Oh, okay. wow. That's a great one. Okay. Well, this is a sh- we're shifting gears here for sure. My first satisfying thing is when you open a jar of pasta. A jar of pasta? Sorry. <laughs> pasta sauce. Or mm. like pickles, you know, when it pops. Just the pop. The lid pops. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a great one. I agree. I feel like pasta sauce in particular, for some reason, has a... A great lid pop? Yeah, like... It's, we're talking red sauce. What other sauce? Would I don't know. I'm just making white sure White sauce? I don't do white sauce. I know you, you don't know do this Alfredo. about me. Mm-hmm. I don't like Alfredo sauce. <laughs> no It creamy. could be pickles too, though. Just that pop. It's I like, feel ugh. like, I feel like pasta sauce, for some reason, has a better than usual pop. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I, I agree. I'm bored with that. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> do you think it's more satisfying if it's a really hard to open jar? Or do you think it's better if you just get it first try, just a little... I kind of think first try because 
you're able to enjoy it. I agree. If it's a hard one, you like you just miss the pop. I agree. Because you're just like you, yeah, so you don't into even it. care about the pop. You know. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. This one, maybe as a personal one, I think people can relate though. A fresh jar of peanut butter when it's perfectly smooth on top, you know, and then you take that first knife into it. Definitely satisfying, but so basic. Basic? So basic. Is that basic? Everyone's thinking that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why it's on my list because it's amazing. <laughs> like, I'm talking because usually, well, not usually, but I'd say about half the time to 70% of the time, there's a little curl on top, a little, one little bubble. From the, Yeah. Or something. It's from the seal. It's semi rare that you get a perfectly smooth. It is satisfying jar. for sure. And then that that first knife. Anyway, I was thinking spoon, but sure. Spoon. Yeah. Why spoon? You just going for a spoonful of peanut butter? I mean, come on, you do that. Not really. I, I love used to do that a peanut lot. butter, but I don't like eating straight peanut butter. I need a vector. Okay. To get it to my mouth, you know, whether it be a spoon. <laughs> I'm talking something else that like levels out the dryness and richness. I'm talking celery. I'm talking apples. Okay. I'm talking a PB and J. Ben sandwich. has a ridiculous like when he eats b- apples and peanut butter, he uses a rid- ridiculous amount of peanut butter. I would guess you probably eat like I'm not kidding for one apple like six tablespoons of peanut butter. Yeah, kind of a problem. It, like I go through jars of peanut butter like. <laughs> Snappy. Like the jumbo ones too. If I got I'm, a normal size Jif peanut butter for Ben. That was not normal. That was, was like the mini. It was like no, four ounces. It was a normal size no, jar, and he was, was like, not. "Why would you get this?" No, 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 no. It was not normal. Are are the big ones considered jumbo? I consider the Costco ones jumbo. The Costco ones. The ones we have right now. Those are jumbo. I think. Those I are, think those are normal. Uh, maybe those are slightly ben, bigger. No, the no. huge peanut butter that's the size of your face is not normal. <laughs> those are slightly bigger than normal. The one you got was very mini. That was like a travel <laughs> size peanut butter. No, and I was like, wasn't. Becca, like, I eat this with one apple. <laughs> like, why would you do this to me? I don't like being limited. I don't feel like feeling you like I have to ration me. out the peanut butter. You confuse me because Ben's not into, like, rich stuff, right? He's into, like, like, I'm the one who likes these chocolate desserts, you know, and he likes, like watermelon for dessert whatever i don't even like i've said no, on but this when podcast I, that watermelon is a fruit that i don't really like but what i'm saying about this is the other day ben made this peanut butter banana smoothie and while it was good it was so rich i'm surprised you liked it i no no i like rich but as long as there's balance okay. i don't like chocolate on chocolate no, stuff like that you know like i said with the peanut butter I need, like, apples or celery to balance it out, you know? Okay. I need balance in my life. Anywho, we're getting off topic. Is it your turn? No, it's my turn. Your turn. So, my next... Well, this is my last one, unless I think of another one, is when you are pumping your gas and it stops at the exact dollar. When you stop it yourself? Oh, on the exact dollar. Yeah. Okay, I gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I thought I guess I could, it could, it be, could be automatic way. or you're doing it yourself. But when it's like 24.00. Yeah, that is pretty satisfying. I it's agree. It's so nice. And then you look at your bank statement and you just automatically know what that charge was for because nothing else <laughs> is even like that, you know? I mean, I think you'd also know if it was like 24.61, but I get your point. You know? I get your point. That is something. Um, It's also satisfying when you're doing it yourself. Like you didn't put in a set amount of money, you're doing it on your card. Yeah. And then you stop it right at the oh, yeah. the gallon or the dollar. Mm-hmm. Either one. Very satisfying. Oh, I never look at the gallon. Um, You do the dollars. 
I do the for gallon. For sure. Really? Yeah. No, I always do the dollar. Mm. Let us know what you guys do. I remember one gallon time. Gallon or dollar? Um, uh, I drove with Nick's parents to Florida, but my friends were all driving together to Florida, and they, they said they were at a gas station, and uh, Clay put in, like, $20 in the gas tank or something, mm-hmm. and then he's pumping the gas, and, like, it stops right at $20 because that's how much he put in. Yeah. And he was like, whoa, guys, look, I stopped it right at 20 <laughs> Bragging about it to everybody. Yeah. Okay, what's your next My one? last one. Ooh, this one is satisfying. Okay, I hope it's, this is a grand finale. I hope it's a good one. Yes, this one, I think anyone, you can definitely, well, probably relate, I think. Most people can probably relate, but huh. you're writing big essay. Big essay. Research essay. Uh, okay. You know? Losing me a little bit. <laughs> like, it's not like a little opinion thing where, like, you can just type it up. No, no, no. You got to have sources. Okay. You got to cite those sources. You put your time, all this. blood, and sweat So by this. the end of it, you're a couple hours in, you've got, like, 25 tabs open at the top. Oh. Because I'm not someone who keeps... I'm generally very organized with my tabs. I know there's some people who always have a lot open. I usually have three or four. Same. When it comes to essays, I'm not. So it's, like, I'll have, like, 25 tabs open. You finally finish the essay, put the final <gasps> word, you save it, mm-hmm. and you go and you X out all those tabs. Oh, Just, oh, yeah. oh yeah. yeah. That's an amazing feeling because that really is. not only is it satisfying just to like clear it off your computer, but it's also like you finish the essay. So it's a feeling of like yeah. you're triumphant. That's like when you have a to-do list and you just cross something out. Like, I yes. don't do to-do lists, but I can imagine that would be enjoyable. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think that was a pretty good grand finale. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, look at this. We're doing so good at the 45-minute mark. We're only a little above. Yeah, we did it. All right. Well, thanks for listening to episode 10, the first double-digit episode of our podcast journey. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, Me too. Let us know something, you know. If you, if you liked it, if you liked the, the viewer question of the day. <laughs> that we just came up with. Yeah. Also, please make sure to rate this podcast if you are so willing. Leave a review if you feel like it. Yeah. And. Thanks for listening.